You are Locked On Indians, your daily Cleveland Indians podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Indians, brought to you today by Ohioverse Everyone, the fantastic news site that has all of Ohio sports covered. That is Ohio vs. Everyone. Go there, check out the great content brought to you by Matty B over on the Indian side of things. A lot to talk about, right? I am recording this podcast. It is 8.33 Central, 9.33 Eastern Time. Now, as you guys can recall, the Kluber trade happened in the middle of a podcast and did, did the Mookie Betts deal, so we are going to... Be paying attention to see what's going to happen. There's been so much smoke today and almost no fire. Uh, A few trades have snuck in there. And when it gets right down to it, my favorite trade, uh, probably the whole deadline, has already happened. And that is a minor deal. So minor that it's like even buried on the MLB trade rumor site. And that is uh, between the Rockies and the Baltimore Orioles. And why do I love this deal? Because it's got people I like on both sides. I talked about how the Indians should try to chase down uh, Michael Givens. Well, the Rockies added him, and that makes sense with Scott Oderberg being hurt and some other people being effective. On the other side of things, the Orioles are getting uh, Tyler Nevin, who is an interesting first baseman. Yes, the son of Phil Nevin. Uh, Doesn't have enough power to play first and doesn't have the offense to really play anywhere else. He's a, a tweener type. But I think he's a major league player, uh, former first-round pick, and I think you can find a spot for him. I mean, heck, look what the Indians are rolling out occasionally. Like, if Jose, uh, Jose, Franmo Reyes could just play an outfield spot like he did, you know, last year, if we could just have Franmo play in the outfield, you could open up DH, and I would be fine with a guy who's going to have, you know, an OPS over 100 as opposed to the trash that they're currently getting production-wise from the corner outfield spots. There's ways to make it work. Of course, the bigger one. Uh, Taron Vavra for me. I've talked about him on this show and how much I love him and how I think he's maybe the bigger, biggest sleeper prospect in baseball right now. And that is correct. The Orioles traded away Michael Givens and got two prospects whose initials are TV. They got two TVs and a player to be named later. So interesting deal. And I, I like it for both sides. I mean, I like Baltimore's better because I'm a big uh, Vavra fan. Uh, and there, we'll have to see what the other pieces are. As for the Indians, uh, Bob Nightingale had multiple erroneous reports today. And can we just go ahead and say that if you're not familiar, Bob Nightingale, yes, he is USA Today's baseball guy. He is wrong a large percentage of the time because as anyone who follows this stuff closely knows, you can tell Bob Nightingale anything and he will post it as fact. Uh, He gets used as a mouthpiece a lot. When you look at the piece he had today about the White Sox and the Indians, and by today, I meant yesterday for those who are listening. We talked about like Adam Ingle, who's never been, you know, a prospect. He's always been like a fourth outfield type. And Michael Kopak, who is an interesting player, but is hurt and isn't available this year and has been out for a while and is not a guy the White Sox would trade because the value just is not there in Kopak right now compared to where it would be if he was even remotely healthy or had played recently. So it was a silly deal that was very clearly something where somebody in the White Sox told him that, yes, we're talking about Clevenger, which seemed to set up so uh, maybe a team like Texas would read that and think, oh, we're going to lose a team that's been, you know, if they really liked 
the White Sox offer, but we're kind of mulling things. You know, it's you're trying to play all the little games. And Bob Nightingale said that uh, originally that it was a done deal for Clevenger, and then some other guy I'm not familiar with at all, he gave credit to, um, who I won't get into, but then there was some other troubling stuff that came up in a, a group chat of writers involving that person. So it wasn't a great bit of info. They both confirmed it was done, and then all of a sudden Bob Nightingale comes back and reports that uh, they've re- the Indians have requested physicals from two teams, but not the Padres, and the Padres weren't close. If you're following me on Twitter, I said I was going to go check, and the word I got was premature. It was all premature, and then, lo and behold, it was. Uh, it was very premature. And part of the problem is the Indians want help now, and the Padres aren't going to move Trent Gresham, who'd be ideal for the Indians or Jake Cromworth. Those were two of the young players they were they added in free agency or free agency added in trades in the offseason. And that makes it hard to do. Uh, and there's this talk of a mystery team. And <laughs> the mystery team is the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, can I just go ahead and say that? I am pretty sure that is your mystery team. Uh, I've been talking about them in depth and their connections to the Indians. I, I am I am ninety percent sure that any mystery team right now is the Toronto Blue Jays. That was my take earlier in the week, um, last week I should say. And I'm going to stick with that. There's been some talk there. They've been active. I had heard talk that they were interested. I had heard some read-between-the-lines talk. And we'll see. I mean, they have the prospects. They have the players to get it done. I have little doubt of that. So we'll see what comes to be. But uh, the Padres are a weird fit because, again, this is a team that uh, needs outfield help itself. They traded away all of their outfielders. And while Grisham has played well, the rest of that team, Will Myers has a terrible contract. Eric Hosmer has a terrible contract. They're hitting, I mean, their prospects who are hitters are all in the lower minors. They don't really have any help on the way. They've been making a series of small deals. And there's some talk about, well, what happens about Mejia and Hedges? Uh, Hedges can't hit, which is a big issue. He's a great backup catcher, but he's not a starting catcher. There's not a ton of trade value there. And Mejia's value has just plummeted off a cliff since he left Cleveland because he's exactly who, uh, if you followed me on Twitter, I said he was, which is he's he can't really catch. He's a below-average defensive catcher, and he hits, but that's all he does. There's no, you know, he doesn't walk. There's not extra base. There's nothing. He has, yeah, he can hit 300, but it's going to be a, a mediocre on-base percentage because he doesn't walk enough, and there's not enough extra base hits to make it a plus bat. Um he can it can work at as a catcher, but there's just not enough there. And this is someone who wore his welcome out in Cleveland. I don't think I've had more negative comments stated about any minor leaguer in my time. Uh, so there's a zero point zero percent chance Cleveland would try to reacquire him. So uh, the Padres are always hard. I just I have a hard time seeing that fit. The Braves are also difficult because for a long time, a lot of people, myself included, looked at age relative to level is kind of the end-all be-all and it has been extremely successful but I'm not hearing that as much from teams that is is kind of gone you know it's still a useful component but it's one of those things that's faded so when you look at someone like Drew uh Waiters one of his big things is that oh look what he was doing as a teenager in double and triple a we've seen a lot of guys do that and then not go on to do much more and one would argue that that is less predictive at this point in time than Something like K-rate. K-rate is such a thing, a scary thing for teams to look at when someone is already striking out at that rate that they're already struggling and we're only forgiving it because of his age. 
If Drew Waiters was two years older, we wouldn't be forgiving it. And that is why when you look at something like Fangraphs, dinged him in their prospect rankings just because nothing has changed he's the same guy he always was but we kind of realize that that is more dangerous than it ever has been so when you look at someone like their number one prospect christian pache he is interesting i mean but there's a chance that christian pache is just a plus version of oscar mercado take that for what it's worth um it's that's why it's kind of hard to figure these deals out uh, the market is crazy for pitching. There's not a lot of it out there, and there's no one even approaching Clevenger's level of value. The Indians hold the trump card. They have the only ace available. And if they're going to make a deal now, it is going to be to help them now. So any deal you see has to be the thought process of how that's going to make their team better. Because otherwise, yeah, imagine being able to roll in the postseason and Clevenger's your three when you have people like Carrasco and Plesak coming out of the pen. Uh, it's a team loaded to bear with pitching, and they will flip pitching to get help offensively. Let's put it this way. I think a trade is likely. I don't think a trade is mandatory or 100% set. I think it could happen. I think it's likely to happen, but I wouldn't bet the house on Clevenger not being an Indian by tomorrow. You know I get excited when we get a new sponsor, and we have a new sponsor today. Can the Guinness Book of World Records give 2020 world's greatest delay of game? Even though sports had a break, your business didn't. You have to keep moving, and that makes hiring more important than ever. Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, it gives you full control and employment flexibility over your hires. You only pay for what you need. You can pause account your account at any time. There's no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search easier, like sponsor jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire. With 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed every month, Indeed is going to get you important people that you need to hire, just like they have for over 3 million businesses. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more qualified candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed with a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash LockedOnMLB. That is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash LockedOnMLB. Terms and conditions apply. Author valid through September 30th. So go check that out if you need some hires. Uh, really good deal on the Indeed service. When you need red wine at 4 a.m., sushi at 9 p.m., a breakfast burrito at 8 a.m., and ibuprofen at 10 a.m., Postmate it. Postmates is your personal food delivery, grocery delivery, whatever kind of delivery service year-round. Anything you crave, Postmates will bring it to you. They are the largest on-demand network in the U.S. and offer delivery from restaurants, groceries, and convenience stores and traditional retailers 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. Postmates brings it to you within the hour. No more trips to the store. You don't even have to know where the store is. Postmates delivers anything to you. Download the app for iOS or Android for free and get started today. For a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for the first seven days to start your free deliveries. Download the app and use the code LOCKEDON. That's code LOCKEDON for $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate it. Download Postmates and save with the code Locked On. So the Indians did play three games this weekend. Uh, they took two out of three. We talked about, you know, my project prediction ahead of time was two out of three in this uh, series of games. 
And I thought they'd win today. That wasn't the case. Aaron Zaval had one of his uh, his worst starts of the year. He wasn't going to keep playing, you know, like one of the top 20 pitchers in baseball. I could be wrong in that. I keep waiting for him to come back to earth, and it just isn't happening by and large. But uh, this was a struggle against a team that hasn't been very good. The Indians still are tied for first place with the Twins a game and a half back. The Twins have lost five in a row. They're tied with the White Sox. Wainwright had a complete game on his 39th birthday. What a, a story there with him and the time he's missed with injuries to come back. And I had talked about in our preview, Adam Wainwright has been effective this year. That extra time off helped the old man. And I can call him an old man because he's one of the few uh, players in baseball who I believe is older than me. I should probably double check that right now. Uh, we're the same age right now. I, you know, making rash assumptions. In this one for the Indians, uh, I mean, they didn't look good. Just two walks and four hits. That's, you know, do the math, right? Six base runners across nine innings. You can't expect to win when that is occurring. Cesar Hernandez and T- Tyler Naquin. Naquin? Naquin Hernandez gave the, uh, the little bit of powering they had. Simber and Hill struggled. Dominic Le- uh, Leone got an opportunity to pitch. He has really kind of fallen off the map for them of late. On the other side of things, Fowler and Paul DeJong and Yadi Molina, Tommy Edmond, a lot of guys who had been scuffling really kind of jumped up and had some strong performances. I mean, DeJong had two home runs in this one. He doubled his home runs in this game. So let's talk about Saturday's crazy affair. Uh, I did not join until we were already in extras. And there's two things that stand out. The base running and Carlos Santana. The Indians were only still in this game thanks to Carlos Santana. Uh, when they had a runner third, him being smart enough to look back and still make the play to let the game continue on, him you know, making the play at first and then continuing to allow uh, to get Yadier Molina out to end the game when he was sitting there at third. Uh, great defensive performances by Carlos Santana, who is scuffling a bit with the bat, if we are being honest. You know, that game he's over five with three strikeouts. His on-base percentage is still over 400 with a batting average approaching 200 because of his walk rate. The other things you have to talk about in this one, rare blown save by Karen Chalk, what a performance by Carrasco, and that's why you know, I had someone asking, do we take him out of the pen or do we take him out of the rotation? I just He works as a fifth starter. There's some ups and downs, but you know how many teams would kill to have Carlos Carrasco in their rotation right now? A lot. That's why you see Tommy Malone getting traded for... Uh, for an interesting prospect from the uh, for the Braves, I mean, uh, the value of a even a back end starter is so incredible right now. And then the Cardinals, I talked about the depth of their bullpen. I mean, that is what allowed that game to go to the twelfth inning before the Indians eventually were able to pull out that win. Friday's game was a fun one. You know, this is the one where yeah, I mean, I'm sure people were mad because Carlos Santana did play well in Friday's game. Uh, you know, he only had his fourth home run of the year and. Uh, where is his exact numbers? He went two for three with three walks in that one. But his batting average dropped 29 points between Friday and Saturday. That gives you an idea of performance there. And then what a day by Fran Mel Reyes, who's turning into the Indians' most deadly hitter right now. Up to his seventh home run. He goes three for five in that one. He's hitting over 300. Uh, what what a get. I mean, Fran Mel Reyes. Took him a little bit to get warmed up, get into shape. Can we please just put him in the outfield? Uh... I don't love the whole, let's play Naquin and Luplo, because you know what happens when you do that? When you got uh, Ponce de Leon out there, uh, it didn't work. Luplo does not hit righties. He didn't have a good game. Stop, stop trying to make him more in a platoon outfielder. 
that's not what he does. It's not what he is. Uh, so it was a big offensive game. The Indians taking two out of three from a scuffling Cardinals team. And like I said, they're in first place. We are going to see what happens. We are going to see what develops. I'll do an emergency pod uh, when anything goes through. And, I mean, as of now, it, it's just a waiting game. That's where we are. It is just a waiting game to see what is going to occur. And the Indians are doing the smart thing. I mean, honestly, I think they're, they get an offer and they're like, okay, now this is the top offer. It's an auction style for Clevenger. It's like, who is going to be the one who goes out and makes the deal that the Indians have to be like, okay, we can't say no. And we will see from there. Because um, that's the other thing. Like the other side of things, you know, it was reported that the Indians asked for Drew Waiters in a deal with the Braves. And uh, well, I talked about Waiters, it's like, if Waiters works... Is he going to be better than what Teoscar Hernandez is? Isn't Teoscar Hernandez already doing that in the big league level? Um, you know, isn't that probably a similar profile, similar player? So why would you take the unproven over the proven, for instance, in this case? And that's kind of where it is. Um, I, I, like I said, we're all just press pause. We'll be back for tomorrow's show, and we'll have... Hopefully more information then uh, about what the the Indians are going to do, how this team might look. And you just have to have faith, right? They traded Trevor Bauer a year ago. Uh, Bauer had less control, and while he was health, while he had doesn't have the health concerns Clevenger had, he also wasn't as good. Clevenger had one great year, and other than that, he was more of a mid to back end starter for his career. He was not a, a, an ace. He had one ace year. Clevenger has been a top 10 starter for two years in the big leagues, and he has an extra year of control. What they got for Bauer should be your starting point, and you should want more beyond that. So the Bauer deal, I think, a year later looks fantastic, and Fran Reyes is leading this team. Scott Moss is you know, a, in the, one of the next guys up for the Indians. Logan Allen is spending time uh, in the big league pen. Yasiel Puig gave them value down the stretch. And again, that is the starting point if you are looking into what the Indian should request for value in any deal from Mike Clevenger. I've been Jeff Ellis. This has been the Locked On Indians podcast. You can find me on Twitter at JeffMLBDraft. That's going to be where you'll see my first takes on any trades that do happen over the next uh, how many hours? 12... 18 hours. I think we're at about the 18 hour mark. I hope you've all had a great weekend and I hope you'll listen to me on Tuesday where I hope I have some exciting things to talk about. And as always, go tribe.